Hi, everybody. This is Indy Damaka, and in this season of unrest and illness, it is important for me to reiterate the purpose of the 40th Year Podcast. This podcast is here to educate and entertain the global audience about popular culture in association to societal issues. It's imperative to know that the 40th Year Podcast can be explicit in nature due to language. I ask if you are under the age of 18, please have a parent or guardian sit with you to discuss any topics where you didn't understand. In addition, any topics discussed on the 40th Year Podcast has been researched with the best of my knowledge. Let's start this episode. All right, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Indida Maka, and this is episode 42 of the 40th Year Podcast. Again, welcome. Um, today, I do have some new tidbits of information um, from previous conversations in the past. Um, I know in the past we have talked about the healthcare system internationally and nationally, and I even went locally in regards to the state of Missouri, and I think I kind of got some answers to why we have been having such issues um, in the healthcare facilities across the country. It appeared that the FBI has warned several major healthcare systems about the possibilities of attacks on their information technology systems. It appeared that several hospitals across America were targeted in these attacks, which appeared to be an escalation and expansion of similar attacks that have been taking place um, over 2020 at other hospitals and medical facilities. Um, a Trump administration official had revealed that several hospitals have been targeted in attacks for over three months. And while they're claiming that it's early, they believe that the incidences have some connection to one another. It appeared that the attack on um, these healthcare systems are called a ransomware. It is a type of malware or ma uh, malicious software that encrypts a victim's files. The hacker typically demands a ransom from the victim to restore access to the victim victim's data upon payment. Users are often given instructions on how to pay a fee to get the decryption key in order to recover their data. The official said that the federal government is now actively inv investigating. At the time of this particular uh, presentation, they said that the three hospitals have been confirmed that they were targeted. There was a healthcare service provider in Pennsylvania, which was called Universal Healthcare System, St. Lawrence Healthcare Systems in New York, and then Skylake Medical Center in Oregon. As they have said, these type of cyber attacks have been on a rise this year, especially during the pandemic, because the hospitals are at their most vulnerable. They also claim that an IT network in Germany um, was crippled in such a manner that it resulted in the death of a woman who was seeking emergency treatment. Now, here's where I thought, wow. So you're telling me that you are messing with the system while people are dying from an incident, from an illness that is devastating the entire globe so that you can make money you are an idiot <laughs> for real like straight up and down stupid but here's where the plot thickens in july 2020 hospitals in the state states including new york nebraska ohio missouri missouri and michigan 
have had incidences where they have been attacked by some form of cyber attack. Crazy. I don't have anything to say. That explains it because I have my family mem members uh, medical records and some shit ain't adding up. It's too sick out here. Too sick. Y'all ain't got nothing going on out here. Let's get to something else. Uh, George Floyd, the George Floyd murder case. It appears that the judge in Minneapolis has ordered one trial for all four cops involved in the alleged killing of George Floyd. Um, the Minnesota judge had rejected a defense request for a change of venue in the trial for four former Minneapolis police officers charged in the George Floyd death. The Hennepin County judge Peter Cahill also ruled that the ex-cops will be tried at the same time in the county on March 8th for charges that were stemming from the death that was caught on video. The defense attorneys for the four cops had argued that the, pu the publicity surrounding the case would prevent the officers from getting a fair trial. And as I said in the past, that it will raise self uh, safety concerns for the defendants and potential witnesses. Uh, Judge Cahill, Cahill declined to move the trial, but said he would consider a move if needed. He ruled that holding a single proceeding for the four officers will ensure that the juries understand all of the evidence and the complete picture of Floyd's death. Um, while in the ruling that he wrote, Cahill said it would allow this community, this state and the nation to absorb the verdicts for the four defendants at once. The judge is also granting a defense request to allow cameras in the courtroom. The, in, the identities of the juror will not be divulged publicly and the panel will be partially sequestered, according to court documents. Um, the jury will be fully sequestered during deliberations. Um, the attorney general for Minnesota, uh, Keith Ellison, said the following. The murder of George Floyd occurred in Minneapolis and it, it, it and it's it's right that the defendants should be tried in Minneapolis. It is also true that they acted in concert with each other and the evidence against them is similar. So it, it is right to try them in one trial. Um, Floyd family attorneys Ben Crump and Antonio Romanucci in a statement praised Thursday's rulings or the rulings during that moment. They stated that trying these officers together will give the jury a complete picture of what happened on the day that George was murdered. Each of these men play a role that ultimately led to his death, whether it was a knee to the neck or denying any intervention as George and onlookers begged for his life. The attorneys also say that the white officers involved in the death of George Floyd should rightly face a jury of their peers in the city where this tragedy took place. Okay, so for again, for those who are not familiar with the case, Derek Chauvin is the officer who kneeled on Floyd's neck for nearly eight minutes as Floyd told Chauvin and three other officers that he couldn't breathe. His charges are charges of second degree murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. For the other three, which is Thomas Lane, J. Alexander Kern, who helped restrain Floyd and to, and to Tao, who stood near the others, are charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder and aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. None of the officers um, had comments um, due to this presentation from Judge Kyle Hill. Again, still Chauvin is living in a neighboring state due to safety concerns stemming from his involvement in, the Flo in Floyd's death. 
and he has to keep a phone on him at all times. And again, somebody was out here saying that they still work for Minneapolis PD. PD they do not. They have been fired. All right. So do you guys remember me talking about uh, this lady named Lori Vallow? They called her cult mom. It looks like she's back in the news again. Um, it appears that the police in Arizona are possibly looking into the death of her third husband while she sits in jail in Idaho. Um, in total, Ms. Vallow has been married five times. And the fifth husband, his name is Jad, Jad, Chad Daybell. He had no clue that he was the fifth husband, actually. So it appears that Phoenix police officers are reviewing the investigation into the death of Joseph Ryan, Lori Vallow's third husband. Um, Joseph Ryan so happens to be um, the father of one of her deceased children. Her name is Tylee. She was 17 and her brother was uh, JJ or Joshua Vallow. Those two went missing in September of 2019. They were found June 2020 in the backyard buried in the new husband, Chad Daybell's backyard. So you're like, what triggered the investigation? Well, it appeared that Joseph Ryan was considered um, killed by natural causes. And so it was prompted by a recent publication of a recording by one of Vallow's former sister-in-laws um, in 2018. It appeared that a news outlet named East Idaho News received the recording and it describes Vallow considering murdering her former husband, but she does not name the person. In the recording, Vallow says she ultimately is deciding not to murder her husband and decides to join a temple instead. Now, this 40 minute recording was an informal religious discussion where Vallow was preaching about her beliefs to a number of friends. And you're like, where did the recording come from? Again, it came from this woman who says she is um, Lori Vallow's former sister-in-law. Now they reached out to Vallow's attorney to confirm the authenticity of the recording, but he declined to comment. They also had been able to get in conversation with Miss Vallow for a little while, but they couldn't reach her for comment. She is facing separate charges of conspiracy to destroy, alter, or conceal evidence in the death of her two children. And she has pled not guilty to all charges. Um, Daybell and Vallow were married in November, 2019. And Daybell is charged with two felony counts of conspiracy to commit destruction, alteration or concealment of evidence. And he has pled not guilty. And they're both currently in jail in Idaho. I don't have anything else to say about that. That was, I was down when I found out they were, um, that their remains were found in the man's backyard. And he was in the midst of trying to burn their bones. So I don't know. They both believe they have prophetic gifts. And so I guess I don't think their prophetic gifts told them that they were going to be in jail, but they're in jail currently. 
Next up is Britney Spears. Some of you all have heard that she had become a social media hashtag, um, free hashtag free Britney. She is, was in the midst of a battle between her father, um, being removed as her conservator, um, in California, but unfortunately she lost. And it was very clear that many people did not understand why she was still having a conservatory. And if you're not familiar with Britney Spears situation, she had become severely mentally ill. Um, I'm going to say that was maybe like what, 20 years ago, an incident took place publicly and a lot of people had become concerned about her. And then she ended up having to have a conservator um, handle her day-to-day affairs um, including her finances. And so today she was looking for a new one because they said her father, um, Jamie, I think his name is, was on his deathbed. But unfortunately, the courts had declined her request and her father is still her conservator. Um, The debate over who should control Spears money and daily existence was seeming to continue for some time. But I think last week they had made an announcement that her father was going to stand in the position. Apparently, there had been a investigation by the L.A. Times last year that found no independent evidence that Spear or her financial holdings would be harmed by the arrangement. But it appeared that the problem wasn't really that her assets were being actively mismanaged which should be easy enough to find out through court evaluations and nor was she being actively abused. Some people are saying it's the emotional cost of a long-term conservatorship, especially to an otherwise capable person and that the damage is rarely appears in court evaluations or public records, which is uh, true. Some of y'all are thinking, well, how does a conservatorship take place? Um, it's very similar to a guardianship and that's what they call it in other states. Um, it starts in probate court and they rule whether an adult is so ill or mentally unstable that they're incapable of taking care of their basic needs. The court appoints another person, sometimes an attorney and then sometimes it's a family member to manage that person's affairs. Managing someone else's assets is called a conservatorship of a state, making decisions about their health and relationships making decisions about their health and relationships called conservatorship of the person. And it looked like Brittany was subject to both. The major issue with a conservatorship is that it strips a person of legal right to even fight for it, to hire an attorney. Um, the person is subject to the conservatorship needs permission from the court, but she also lacks standing to bring the suit, the suit on her own. And that's why they said most conservatorships survive until the death. Now, when I say that, that's even the death of the conservator, too. And so at this point, we're we're going to I mean, it, it seems like L.A. County is telling us we're going to have to ride the wave until one of them pass, which I thought, oh, God. And I mean, they don't ever really have the legal capability to get out of it on their own if they're the person who has the conservatorship placed on them. Um, unfortunately she, I just, I mean, they let her, she was like, as I said before, she was in LV doing in Las Vegas. I keep calling it, I call it LV. She was in Las Vegas doing her own thing. Nobody was bothering her. Her father wasn't around. She was doing her musical review 
on the strip. And so it's disappointing to hear that they can they see she can do that on her own and her children live with her. So it's interesting that that is the, the call. Um, the last the lady, it was a female, actually, and her last name was Penny. And she took the father's side. And I don't know what they found. And it could be something that we can't see, honestly, um, that they know about. But this is a very touchy situation. And unfortunately, she did not win the battle this time. And so a lot of times the conservatorship is based on who passes first the guardian or the person who needs the guardian shrug my shoulders. This don't make sense sometimes, but that's the end of the tidbits. Let's get to the topic at topics at hand. All right, y'all. So who's picked up a pair of uh, Cardi B's new sneakers um, in association to a partnership that she has with Reebok? She did a really interesting um, promotional presentation, and I want to bring it up because her conversation about it, I guess we'll say the aftermath about it was funny to me because she doesn't understand the ramifications of it in the long run for herself. And I don't even think Reebok and the um, publication who is involved, which is uh, Footwear News, that they understand the ramifications of the incident. Now, she posted the picture up herself, but you see um, her holding her sneaker and her hands are moving in what I'll call a half circle. And the presentation of it is reminiscent to the um, Hindu faith movement it's a goddess called Derga and she is the goddess of strength and so in the picture that she did the picture that Cardi did for footwear news she has her hands in a very similar presentation as the imagery that you would see of the Hindu goddess Der Derga and so it was intriguing and it was interesting but it for me it was the conversation that she was having with Reebok as well as footwear news that put me off. You know how it goes. They present it. She says one thing publicly and then it's what she says behind closed doors. Well, love those who are in the industry, which includes me. We heard that you were talking in a manner that was demonizing the black and Latin community about their understanding of faith and the imagery. They the conversation. And remember, this is just an allegation and a rumor that she basically said nobody's paying attention to this cover anyway the n words and the s words don't give a fuck about this cult which she's talking about hindu hinduism and nobody gives a fuck about this imagery i'm just trying to be funny with kamala harris now the first thing i want to say is that fact or fiction because hun you're gonna have to start sweeping up because from what I hear, you ain't got much more. You ain't got much more time in the streets. Your freedom is getting ready to be limited. It looked like from what we heard, there's a possibility that a plea deal had been taken off the table. So are you going to jail or not? Nah? 
So you said N-word. Yes, she called black people the N-word and she was calling Latin people the S-word. Now, she posted the picture on her Instagram. And so as I was doing my research more on Derga, because for people who are new to this podcast, I have a master's degree in business, but I also have a master's degree in theology. And so I have um, I have a conversation about world religions and Hinduism is one. And you're like, well, what the hell does it got to Kamala Harris? Um, for you all who are not familiar with Kamala Harris, um, her mother is of Indian descent. Um, her mother did practice Hinduism. Um, when she gave birth to Kamala and her sister Maya, though, she was Christian, from my understanding. Now, I might be wrong. And then after the relationship between um, Kamala and her mother um, had faltered, um, she stayed Christian for a little while, but then returned back to her Hindu roots. And so we thought she was trying to throw shade, I guess. I was like, now look at her. Now, here's another rumor about Cardi B. Allegedly, though, because it just didn't make any sense for her to to create this imagery. And you're thinking, well, NDD footwear news. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming to them, too. Her conversation, Cardi B's conversation about faith is so funny because it really I think she really says this to be hateful to her family members as well as her husband's family members who have who believe in organized faiths. And so you're like, what is an organized faith? Well, the organized faiths that are acknowledged globally is Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism. Those are the five. Buddhism is the youngest and Judaism is the oldest. And so for her, she believes anybody that believes in a spiritual being is crazy as a motherfucker. She thinks they're out of their mind, fucking dumb, fucking crazy, and they shouldn't be speaking to me. But in my personal opinion, if you what the people she believe in, you believe in somebody who sinned just as bad as you do. I just can't do that. I know I'm not perfect. I know my heavenly father in the Christian movement is perfect. So I'd rather believe in something that I don't see than a motherfucker that I can see and is sinning worse than I am if we wanted to put levels to it. So it was intriguing to me. And now, mind you, again, that rumor is true, but I've sensed it in some of her conversation with people when it's like a fan who is talking to her out of out of alignment of what she wants them to say, because she says certain things that leads me to believe it. But again, we'll say allegedly. But it was intriguing that she would do all that. And so you're thinking, well, you said something about her going to jail. Is that because she's afraid that she's getting ready to go to jail and she can't get no help from the Democratic Party? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But see, Reebok has some problems going on in India anyway, because they have corporate offices in India. So I think Cardi B got played for real. So as we continue, it seems that as I did the research on it, I was trying to figure out what is the international perspective on this picture, this cover art that was used uh, by footwear news. It, I came upon an article from Times of India, and this is what they had to say. They said that rapper Cardi B has become the latest Hollywood star to be accused of cultural appropriation for posing like the Hindu goddess Durga for a photo shoot. 
However, she's never alone. The American Hollywood is filled with examples of stars borrowing elements of religion, race and culture without being sensitive to what they may represent. Cardi B had created a stir on social media while posing as the Hindu god Durga. The singer was called out for a cultural appropriation for the photo that shows her with 10 arms and holding a shoe in her hand. As they said, you know, as they normally do. After the backlash, Cardi B issues a clarification and apologize for hurting religious and cultural sediments and even vowed to do more research. Per usual, it was like the Rihanna. I'm just going to say whatever and then scoot by. Now, this is the November cover of Footwear News, by the way. Critics were very quick to call her out. For appropriating Hinduism where it's a religion that's being practiced by more than a billion people across the globe and for disrespecting their culture. This is what she said verbatim. This is a fan actually who says it. I found this to be really disrespectful towards our culture because even wearing a shoe in a temple is prohibited. But then she did a photo shoot, photo shoot by holding a shoe in her hand and saying she's paying homage. She apologized for her footwear news cover, as I said before. She took to her Instagram stories and she begins by saying, when I did the Reebok shoot, the creators told me I was going to represent a goddess and that she represents strength, femininity and liberation. And that's something I love and I'm all about it. Further, she says, though it was dope, if people think I'm offending their culture or their religion, I want to say I'm sorry. That was not my intent. I do not like respecting nobody's religion. I wouldn't like people to offend my religion. When people dress as the Virgin Mary and Jesus, as long as they do it, do it in a beautiful grace way, graceful way, a respective way. I don't feel a certain type of way. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. Maybe I should have done my research. I'm sorry. I can't change the past, but I will do more research for the future. So from footwear perspective, they also apologize um, they said we posted content for our exclusive Cardi B cover shoot. One of the images that we were intending to use was to pay homage to the Hindu goddess Durga. And our intent was to show a powerful woman. However, we realized we were not considerate of certain cultural and religious perspectives and how this could be perceived as deeply offensive. We take full accountability of this oversight. We apologize. It's important we learn from this example and are sensitive to those sort of religious imagery when creative when, when creative discussions are taking place in, in the future. Um, they said that they were going to release another cover from the shoot that will be subs subscriber exclusive. OK, so you're not going to take out the one that was public, though. OK, but that is that's neither here nor there. So that's the conversation that is going around. Um, what you don't, I think what I guess I got more upset about, it was from a business standpoint, um, in marketing, you spend a lot of time talking about the supply chain. And that is from the creation of the product to the product ending into the store. And India right now on a global stance is known for a place to go to to get your stuff manufactured if you are in the fashion and style community. Now there has been question marks about how some of the factories in India operate because they have called it um, not well for those who work at those manufacturers, but that's 
very, uh, very small majority, uh, very small minority in regards to the factories that are in India. But there has to be some sort of problem between India and Reebok right now. And I think it has to be what is going on at the manufacturer who handles Reebok shoes in India. And it could be piss poor for those who are considered laborers at those factories. And so I thought that that was very odd because it's predominantly women from what I hear that are in those factories and that handle Reebok accessories, clothing and the shoes. You have to understand that the goddess Durga is is one of the more representative presentations within the Hindu movement. Um, You see her imagery a lot of times very clear in the temples. Sometimes it's even hanging in people's homes and at the workplace. And so we assumed that there was some kind of sneak disc from the creatives at Reebok. But then it goes back to show you what the parent company of Reebok is all about. And it's that they do not care about their brown, black, African and other immigrants. And it's Adidas. It's imperative to keep that in mind, too. Um, You're like, what about footwear news, though? Where was their head at? I actually don't even know. They currently have a deputy editor who is a black woman, and I'm confused by her wholeheartedly. I don't really know what to say about them. Um, For you all who don't know what footwear news is, it's an industry publication. It's for anybody who is working in association to the footwear component of the style, retail and fashion communities. And so literally that magazine is not available to anybody. So it's imperative to keep that in mind that this is really the industry's newspaper about footwear. And so that gives me a bad vibe because what is what is really going on in the footwear community and why would they allow that cover and to be so naive about how that would offend people? And if Cardi B was trying to come after Kamala Harris, what was the point for? Was it because you're getting ready to go to jail or is it because, to be honest with you, Kamala's mother's family are high ranking officials in India? Her grandfather was a politician in India. Are y'all trying to get help or something? Because that didn't help you, in my opinion, if they knew that was about her. Because, again, this is still an allegation. And I just the stupidity of it all, I think, is my conversation of it. It's just that we don't we don't care about one another enough anymore to really sit down and have a concise, creative meeting. It looks like to me. And we're just going to do whatever we can to get the notoriety that we need. And it's, I mean, I think I would have a different attitude if it was a Vogue or if it was Elle or if it was Harper Bazaar, not an industry publication like Footwear News. Um, It would be, I mean, I would be interested to know what her sales look like. But, you know, Adidas laughs a lot at the black and brown community in America. So, you know, it, we have a we have a very solid and large community base where y'all will just buy it no matter what they do. Because you just want to say, oh, I got Cardi B sneaker instead of not buying it so she can go sit down and try to figure out what she wants to do with her life. Here is what was really interesting. There's still not, there, there was still some confusion about where the concept came from. 
somebody said that it came from her guy offset and a guy named coach K. Now I said, huh? And you're thinking, well, why are you questioning it? It's because offset takeoff and Quavo, the group Mingos is in a legal battle between an attorney and quality C music group, which where coach K or his real name is Kevin Lee and a guy named Pierre Thomas, they're in a lawsuit right now and it's based on their earnings. There is a conversation saying that the rap group Mingos, which includes Offset, is saying that Quality C and this attorney stole money from them. So they're not in conversation. Then there's the other rumor, and I was like, it is such a far-fetched statement, but I am almost certain it is probably, that's probably the truth. They said that there's this guy named Coach A. And I think that that was where the confusion was coming into where they brought Coach K or Kevin Lee into it. But this guy's name is Coach A. And they said the, that it was T.I. who came up with it. Now, I said, T.I. like who? Clifford Harris Jr.? T.I., the one who got in trouble with the Security and Exchange Commission, that one. They said that's what they're saying in the streets of Atlanta because they said there's now a problem between Offset, Cardi B, Tamika Harris, who is Clifford's wife, and um, T.I. Mm. I was like, so the concept came from the Coach A or from T.I.? It seemed like the concept came from Coach A and T.I. related it to her and then Cardi B brought it to the table in front of Reebok. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a mess. I just I, I mean, I don't know what do you, I mean. It, I, I know it ain't. I, all I can tell you from my personal opinion, it couldn't be offset and coach K because they're not on speaking terms like they used to be really close, though. And I take it hard that they had to sue them to figure out what their earnings are. But I mean, they have a right to do it. And if y'all are stealing their money, I mean, time is up, huh? And so at this point, it'll be interesting to see where Offset and Cardi B are going to be at in the new year if they make it. And if Atlanta is turning against Clifford Harris. Because I would hope that you wouldn't be that be would be wouldn't be that insensitive to a woman that I think is your family member, possibly. But shit, you know, I just blame it on the COVID for real, because COVID-19 flipped and turned us all upside down this year and so you know to say that you have a heart for your community and we know that you don't we definitely know you ain't got a heart for your family so that wouldn't be shocking in regards to if it was whoever this coach a is like I have an idea of who it might possibly be but the man is so old I mean I thought the man was suffering from dementia honestly I don't I don't know if it's him though I think it's somebody else though I would hope anyway but let's get off this topic. Um, this is uh, the last thing for the podcast. I thank you guys for listening. This is episode 42. So we got three more episodes to go. And I am so enthused to have you guys still listen to me at this point. We have three more to go. And I will keep doing this until December 9th, y'all. Uh, God willing. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye now.